For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to do. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. Normally, I take the issues that have the most importance for our liberties and for justice, for our rights and for our privileges, from my libertarian perspective, and I try to project what's happening right now into the future and tell you like this, we've got to pay attention to. But there are some things that absolutely transcend any kind of ideological bent. And this week, the story, story that affected me the most, <clears throat> quickly followed up by a story very similar that affected people... Um, even broader, was Kate Spade's suicide followed by Anthony Bourdain's suicide. And I can't <clears throat> really get my mind around Kate Spade or Anthony Bourdain, but Kate Spade's, you know, a mom of a 13-year-old daughter, as I am, and I, I just can't imagine what, you know, what she must have been going through. And I'm opening up the lines and have been getting some uh, just unbelievable calls. I'm very grateful. I think it's helpful. Uh, if you want to hear what we've been saying or re-listen to it or pass it on, we will put up the podcast on PropagandaReportDaily.com as soon as it's up in a couple of days. My producer, Binkley, here will do that for us. Uh, but you, Binkley, also have um, you, know, you have some insights into this kind of thing. And I know you've done a lot of studying of the um, psyche, if you will, from um, perspectives that interest you. Tell me, you had some good insights, and then I'm going to... I'm going to hear what you have to say, and then I want to go through calls. I'm loving the calls. I have a lot of calls, though. So if you can keep your comments short, a minute or two, I can move through more of them. But if it's, you know, if it's more important, then uh, take the time you need. All right, tell me, Binkley, what you've got. Well, we're designed for nature. We're not designed for society. Society, uh, it, we're maladjusted to it. We haven't caught up to technology. It makes us neurotic. It causes depression. And... We're put in this perpetual state of anxiety, which is the anticipation of a bad thing happening, and it creates this constant stress, and we don't learn, and it's not anybody's fault, we just don't learn how to deal with the overwhelming emotions that comes with this stress of our maladjustment to society. I have to say, you've actually really put your finger on what, I, I've had depression twice in my life, well, probably more than that but like as a kid a young person i was always depressed my entire life like the first 20 years of my life were depression and it was what you're talking about just fear it was just chronic fear and also like unpleasant circumstances but really you know fear and then later it was being totally overwhelmed by the circumstances of my life which i uh you know i had three kids in diapers and my older son had 
Down syndrome, still does, of course. But it was impossible. It was impossible. I could not handle it. And I just did not know what to do. And uh, and I got some good advice and I took it, but there were very dark days there. Uh, yeah, so there's fear. But I also feel like there's a general unhealthiness that you're touching on. I think we need, like, physical health mental health, emotional health. I feel like there's spiritual health. There's natural health. I really feel like like going for a walk, you know, or having a dog. Can I'm not saying these are cures for clinical depression. No, 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 no. I know because I've straightened myself out like so healthy, whatever, and still been depressed. I know that's not what I'm saying. But just as a healthier society, you know, they say for every person who kills himself, um, you know, X number tries and then X number on top of that, thinks about it, you know, to the point where you have millions of people in a state of unhappiness. And, uh, and there's a contagion to that as well. And yeah. I, I agree. So I, I, I love your insights, but I really want to hear um, across the board. So let's just try to get to as many of these calls as we can. Bo, you're up next. Bo, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. What you got? Hello? Yep. What you got, Bo? Okay, uh, you know, kind of a thing with the um, issue with the depression thing. Let's think about that, especially with the young kids. We've got this stuff going on where everybody's got to get a trophy with these kids. Everybody's got to have this. What does that tell them about accomplishment? What does that tell them about self-worth? It tells them nothing. And that right there, I do believe, is the changes, especially the changes to what we have seen in the de- decline in family values and real values and everything that we believe in that should be something to build up someone. And think about this. Even the person that loses, oh, I don't get a trophy, what it teaches them is that they haven't necessarily achieved something. So it tells them, hey, i got to work harder. But what we do see is this. We see a decline in that happening day after day, time after time, child after child. And we're wondering why they're depressed because they're getting these things that are telling them, oh, my gosh, I have all this thing that I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be giving this. This process that we have declined to as America, we got to quit. We have to go back to those things and say, let's put these things in place. Make you accomplish something. Put those levels back. Put those things back and allow those children and everybody else. My gosh, it's not just the kids because everybody else feels entitlement. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, Bo, um, what you're saying it dovetails with the best advice I ever got as a parent. It was from... uh, my friend Deirdre's dad, Joe. Shout out to Joe for the best advice I ever got, which was kids do not gain confidence by getting hugs. They gain confidence by overcoming challenges. So I forced my kid to play baseball. I like picked the sport I thought he'd be most okay with. And and I can see that process of achievement and the and a side benefit of it was you don't perform, you don't catch the ball, you don't whatever, you see failure, there's no, they can give you a trophy, but you didn't win, you know, I mean, they see it, they see the consequences of not paying attention, of not doing what they're told, and they're with dads, 
even kids who don't have dads are there with dads. And, uh, and I think all of those things help. And I even feel like I probably sell my kids short by not having them help around the house more so they feel a sense of self-worth. And lately, my kids have really been stepping up, my younger kids, to take care of my older kid who has Down syndrome. And I can see the self-esteem building in the kids as I can rely on them. Um, But it takes discipline to delegate. For you to force somebody else to do something like that is self-discipline of yours. Thank you very much. That was an excellent insight. Uh, I am going to go to... I'm trying to do this in order of how long people are waiting. Um, We got a new system. That's why I've had all these problems. Okay. Carl. Carl, you're on with Monica. Can you hear me, Carl? Carl. All right. Forget it. Hold on. Hold Carl. Sorry, guys. I'm going to go to Joe and uh, and hope for the best. Joe, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, I can. Fantastic. Uh, what you got for me? Well, uh, my family, I don't know about other families, but and I don't know. We've had four generations of people being depressed. My maternal grandfather, my mother, myself, and my son. My grandfather tried to commit suicide three times. Um, my mom, fortunately, she was a microbacteriologist working on a cure for TB, and so that kept her occupied. And my father was, had run around on her, and you know she she had it hard. And then uh, I myself, I know I know looking back that I had been depressed since I was eight. I am on medication, and then my son uh, went through a disastrous divorce, and it just it just es- escalated, uh, and and he. he his ex-wife kept moving the children further and further away from him. And so all of his time that was supposed to be with the kids was on the road. And so he finally, unfortunately, decided to treat himself, I guess, with alcohol and wound up dying of pancreatitis uh, in 2013. And I just, I don't know about other families, like I said, but it just, it just seems to run in my family. And the and drugs going back and to alcohol. Your previous caller. Yeah. Um, I, I I agree totally with what he said about yeah. the expectations and, and yeah. achievements and all, but also look at what these kids are being exposed to as far as the, the, the violence on all these get video games and TV. And uh, my grandson told me that it, it wasn't violent if there wasn't blood. And I'm sitting there going, God. And then... No. Um, uh, and then these girls, like, they're being taught by uh, Hollywood and all these other people on TV to to wear these Daisy Duke shorts and and have their breasts hanging out. And and then when they 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 wind up having sex, which may not it may be forced, may not be forced. And then they think think really bad of themselves. And I just think that you know it's just a lot that's contributing to this. Yeah, Joe, you're um, <clears throat> covering a lot of stuff. I think is so important. First of all. I'll say two two general or three things. The um, the drugs and alcohol to me, it's just it, they're like uh, braided, you know, pieces of a braid, strings in a braid, with suicide and depression. Sometimes it's causal, sometimes it's related, uh, sometimes it's you know trying to medicate yourself out of that, and it's a vicious circle. Once you're in that hole, once that's the only crutch you have, you can't get out of it. It right. really those things go hand in hand, in my opinion, and then your life falls apart. So, and then people blame you because you're doing alcohol or drugs, and in reality, you need help all along. You know, I'm with you there. And then, uh, also, 
the what they're being what the kids are being and now I will say there you, you know you have a genetic disposition to depression it sounds to me and there are clinical physical um, conditions of depression so we can say what the kids are being exposed to society is sick I agree with all that I agree with what Bo said I agree with what you're saying um, I also would say that uh, that when you see this violence, I mean, there's some HBO shows I cannot watch or I, I feel guilty watching because there's such a disgusting depiction of, you know, Westworld. I enjoy the show. It's an intense show. But it, it acts like all we want to do to each other is rape and kill. Like, wh- how you expose that to kids. I've heard something similar about Game of Thrones. There's a lot of rape in it. And, uh, and these girls, yes, they are absolutely constantly exposed to this weird um, cognitive dissonance of feminism and objectification. So these young girls, every one of whom calls herself a feminist, and they walk around like that, and what kind of self-respect can you have if you think that stuff hanging out is the only reason anyone wants to be near you? I agree. And, and that kind of stuff can really lead to these terrible cycles. So, uh, but, I, but I also agree, I, I say not only, you know, maybe we want to fix society, but you can... You can, I think, start at home. I think, for me, I've given up on, you know, any kind of wholesale change, any recommendation for society as a whole. I really am just trying to uh, to take these little bits of advice from real people and and see if they apply in my life. I mean, that's what I would say is a great place to start. Lots more calls coming up after the break. Uh, 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. And now for something completely different. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We are talking about some serious issues here. I have just a little short segment. Um, you know what? I'm going to... I want. I wanted to hear... Binkley had a very good insight, my producer. And then... Uh, I'll take a quick call and then and then we'll take a break and I'll run through. If you're on hold, I will get. Uh, we will be able to do it in the next segment. Um, Binkley, what were you saying? Can you do it in like a minute? Yeah. When we were hunters and gatherers, we just learned to hunt and we learned to gather and we became great at it. We didn't worry about the economy. We didn't worry about what was going to happen if uh, we lost our jobs. We just hunt and gathered, and we learned how to get food and we taught our children how to get food, and that was it. Right. There wasn't this maladjustment that we have to this society where we don't even know how to do that anymore. Because everything to us is an abstraction. So yeah. I try to teach my kids or I just say it, you know, it's all, I have a JD MBA from Stanford and I have an economics degree from Harvard and all my life is, is keeping the cave clean. I just need to keep the cave clean, and my husband needs to bring home the antelope. Like, and I'm not trying to have gender roles. We, in this day of abstraction, we could flip those roles. We don't, but we could. But I'm just like, it's all just comes down to that. And sitting in the dirt drinking yucca from when I went and visited the Indians in Peru, like you get a little time to partake of God's gifts. Um, but this, but I think of that. I think of that. I never thought of it that way. But I, that's how. That's the kind of thinking that I try to apply to what I read and hear, um, in in the propaganda that we're subjected to, and how what to be afraid of. I always say, look, you don't need to be afraid of anything as long as you can grow potatoes or keep a chicken. Ultimately, you really do not need to be afraid of anything if you live near water, and uh, and that's why the thing that. The only thing that really scares me is that the UN in Habitat One said 
They don't want people to own property. If you can't have people owning land, you cannot resort to your own chicken. <laughs> you right. know? And we've got to... Now, if you're on hold, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through all these calls next. Call me, uh, and there's lines open on 800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. It's like everything I've been brought to believe is all made of bull****. On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB Saturdays from 3 to 6. Talking today about an issue that is totally transcends ideology. I was very upset by um, just, I mean, I don't know Kate Spade. Obviously, I'm not, you know, it's not a personal loss. But it really brought home this the tragedy of suicide in this country, and it's and it's affected uh, my family, and I know, I mean, it's affected millions of families, and it's devastating. And what, you know, where where does it come from? And then shortly thereafter, Anthony Bourdain took his own life. Um, and previously, I'd been talking about a woman named Jill Messick, a producer who took her own life. Um, there's a weird connection with those two in that Anthony Bourdain was very vocal against Harvey Weinstein, who Bourdain's girlfriend, Asia Argento, I think her name was, um, came out and accused Weinstein of um, terrible things. Uh, But the Jill Messick story was she had said that Rose McGowan's account of her experience with Weinstein wasn't accurate. And and she was... um, criticized so harshly that she took her own life um, because she was a proponent of the Me Too movement and didn't want to discredit its founding story. Um, Her testimony or offer to testify was leaked, something like that. Uh, Perhaps, you know, that that one is an example, I think, the Messick one, of how anonymous attacks, you know, social media in kind of the microcosm of your kids maybe, or uh, in the macrocosm of celebrity is can be anonymous and vicious and the agenda is served. They don't care whose lives they destroy. Uh, there is something about this connected society that can make us really vulnerable to multiple attacks. But we were trying to talk about, um, I've got lots of calls, I'm going to zip right through them, but Binkley, I wanted to, that one thing you said earlier, uh, during the break really struck a chord with me. Can you can you repeat that? Yeah. People need meaning in their lives. They need purpose. Depression can come when people feel void of meaning. They need something to fight for. And I think that we often forget to tell people that uh, that they the meaning they have to us. I think that's something that we could be better at helping each other with. I this hit home for me. I'd actually forgotten my niece uh, killed herself 10 years ago and it was like one month after my lowest point. I had discussed earlier in this show, you're welcome to go get the podcast at propagandareportdaily.com. It'll be out in a couple of days if you want to re-listen to what we've been talking about. But I myself uh, had been at this lowest depths and and right after that she killed herself and I thought and my first thought, I mean without not about her particular position but I thought she must have lacked meaning. And after that, I uh, I returned to the church. I decided to go, even though I really struggle with faith, I really have a hard time getting my mind around being able to think 
you know, in some fifth dimension while my brain rots in a box. I also have a hard time getting my mind around how order can emerge from chaos. You know, how we could have a universe without something in the fifth dimension that has some sense, some reason. I don't know. But I do know that I needed some grounding for my family and myself uh, because of where I was. And that was a wake-up call for me. I actually am grateful to her for... You know, she, she, her suffering did have one, you know, bore a little bit of fruit there. But anyway, I don't want to put anything on, you know, that situation. I really, I don't presume to understand the bigger picture. But I will say that I felt um, that I needed more, you know, I needed to, to have more grounding in that kind of higher purpose and that helps you understand your relationships with each other and how important we are to each other i mean i I didn't live anywhere near her i didn't see her too much but the devastation and the family was just it was like uh ever expanding ripples like people really need to understand that um you know that they do really count in that fabric that tapestry of our lives uh so let me try to say what you have to say um I know you've been on hold a while, but just give it a minute or two, and then I'm going to um, move on if I can. Uh, Tariq or Tariq, you are on with Monica. How do you say your name? Tariq. Tariq. What do you got? And thank you for taking my call. Um, I think this is a very, and it's obviously a very complex issue. There are a lot of components, okay? And one of the bottom lines is, yes, your producer hit on part of it in that we have evolved and adjusted based on our environments. But today, I believe that there are several base components. Of course, DNA, lifestyle, choices, whether it be diet, exercise, stress management, connections with family, those are all important. But I believe one of the reasons why we are seeing uh, an increase in whether it be suicides or gun violence, because we always had a lot of guns. Okay? Yeah. The bottom line is, and and I think one of the culprits, one of many, is the worldwide progressive movements and some intentional uh, programs that they have to try to achieve their ultimate goal, like uh, establishing strife, you know, the community, forms of fascism, communism, and socialism. And it's a lot hitting people. And the bottom line for me is, if you have a people whose uh, faith in God has, is weaker than it was at one time, in my opinion, it is a little bit, and you see some things on purpose, like part of the movement's taking religion out of schools, uh, political correctness, you know, the, the movement to try to, to evolve everyone to accept things that most of us don't think are natural. Or, and, I want to add so much that you're saying... Uh, Tariq, that uh, I mean is super deep. I mean, we could we could talk a segment on every single one. So I just want to say two quick things. I, I, I don't need to keep going yet. Uh, the PC thing I think actually promotes hatred and misunderstanding because yes. it it projects onto people who say something stupid or ignorant uh, as being assumes they're hateful and you should not do that. You should assume they're stupid. <laughs> Um, But what you're saying about the uh, this progressive movement, I I, I want you to clarify something. Is it 
so I believe that the basic assumptions under those socialism, fascism, collectivism of any kind, the basic assumptions are wrong, in my opinion. I don't, I don't believe in collective action, collective health. You can't know. Um, and I think that what they, when they teach you something that's wrong, it does create sickness and cognitive dissonance. Do you think that they're teaching this stuff that's wrong. I, I think maybe you agree with that. Do you think they're teaching this stuff that's wrong in order to make us sick or just to get their own way? Or is us being sick uh, necessary for them to get what they want? You know, for what I understand, there are a lot of components of it, like globalism, globalism, et cetera, et cetera. I think, you know, let me say this real quick. I'm, I'm a, a, a descendant of slaves and slave owners. Born right up here in the United States, obviously, and until right after this, you know, in the sixties, well, the progressive movement really increased very fast. It started picking up a little bit after the Civil War, but the last half century, it's really like been on steroids. To now, we've gotten to this point, and and it goes back to what your producer said. A lot of a lot of the masses, because of the way they are nurtured or misnurtured don't have enough coping skills because, yeah, there's a small percentage of people that have DNA uh, causes that causes that, but that's, I don't think that's, that's a very small percentage. The, the, with this increase, I believe I heard a couple of days ago that it's about 20%, I don't know, I, I forgot the percentage, but it's really growing nationally. Yeah, there's a huge percentage. You can say the actual number of people went up from, when I first started looking at it, it went from 34,000 to 40 plus thousand suicides a year. The per capita rate is also going up. It's not as dramatic as that. But your point is well taken. It's not genetic if it's going up, you know, as a percentage of the population. That's probably environmental because our genes as a gene pool have not changed tremendously. Yeah, and to me, it's really disturbing. I I voted Democrat all my life, even though I became start start feeling unhappy as an African American back when Clinton, especially when Clinton was president, right? But this, not to try to get political, but I I think it's very significant in that I finally started. Look, I started spending the time to read and learn. And I went back 2,000 years, started with Aristotle, Cicero. Oh, my gosh. I love you. To, you are speaking my language. Well, you know, no, I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm part of the low information, but I am striving to learn. I mean, oh, I'm let me tell you. I have to interrupt you for a second. I went to Harvard and Stanford. I didn't read Plato or Aristotle until I started doing this show, and I was like... What, you know, I just, it had to distill down to basic assumptions, which have not changed since those two guys, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you learn, if you really study what's going on, a lot of this has roots two or three thousand years ago, okay? And even though one thing is beautiful about, well, a lot of people all over the world, I don't care, you know, you have some people trying to say that the right, like I said, I just started voting Republican. I will never vote for the progressives again because I see what they're doing. They really don't care about any particular group, whether you are gay or transgender or you black or you this or that. We are all part of their little toolbox to try to get a majority so that they can install the progressive worldwide movement to me. What do you think of Stacey Abrams? Uh, no way in the world. She's progressed, too progressed. No, She's no, no, a no, member no, no. of the Council on Foreign Relations. Look, 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 look. 
I, the, what I've seen and heard about her, that I hear progressive stuff. That when I say yeah. progressive, when I say progressive, and like I said, I'm learning. I'm low information, but I'm learning. Uh, you got different components. You have socialism. If, if anybody that really had, takes the time to look, you can see clear indications of part of this whole movement, like in communism. You know, they, they get into the community. You know, big government. They want to be able to take everybody, but that didn't help that little boy in England. The government wouldn't even let him, they wouldn't even let his parents take him out of the country to try to get an experimental drug because of that socialism. Tariq, you're going you're gonna to have to promise me that you will call again. I love your insights. I love the way you're bringing out. No, I mean, this is how we learn is to see the progress of other people's learning, and we have to do it ourselves. Nobody's going to do it for us. They want to keep you from learning. And then after this, people like Donna, who've been waiting, you know, an hour, are going to be like, I thought you said you were going to fly through calls. But every single call so far has had so much to offer. So if you're willing to keep holding, I'm going to keep uh, letting people have their say. Thank you so much for the great call. We'll, uh, we'll get to you, Donna, right after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Maybe it's something really cool that... I don't even know about, you know. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I, uh, I'm so grateful for the fantastic calls that uh, we're getting today. I mean, we... we I, I don't have a lot of faith in official narratives. So when there's a real problem that really deeply affects and hurts us and saddens us all... I personally have gotten more out of the calls I get when I open it up than I get out of as much research as I'll do before the show. So I thank you for that. I thank you, Donna, for holding, uh, really holding. So thank you, thank you. Donna, what do you got to say? Um, well, I've got clinical depression all, on all sides of my family, but I want to speak to the medical part. I've been a pharmacist for 36 years, and I... One of the only bandwagons that I'm on is um, vitamin D deficiency. Um, most of the internists are completely clueless, and I mean completely. Uh, if you're seeing a nutritionist, they will look at it, but you cannot fight cancer. You will get clinical depression. You will have bone pain. You will have um, muscle weakness. You will have extreme fatigue if you are in... Um, uh, if your vitamin D levels are low and what they, they'll tell you it's normal and what I tell people is number one, if it's never been checked get it checked now. Do not let anyone put you on an antidepressant until you have your vitamin D levels checked because if it, it is a deficiency of vitamin D then the, the, um, the antidepressants you're taking don't work effectively because if the problem is from a vitamin deficiency making more serotonin and tryptophan, it, 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 people just yes, end up feeling worse. Two things, yeah. real quick. Where does that deficiency come from and what exact um, recommendation do you have for people to actually remedy it? And you've got like 30 seconds. Go. Okay, it's a, it's a national crisis. They are putting infants on it in the pharmacy. So if somebody is listening, but the, the range is between 20 and 90 and your range should be between 50 and 90 and if they tell you it's normal, ask them what it is. You can take Get a good vitamin over the counter. I can't say what that. Okay, sorry, I have to go, Donna, but an over-the-counter vitamin will help. Uh, I'll take any advice. 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Thank you so much, Donna. Sorry to cut you off. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.